So I'm going to say something. And before I say it, it might slightly be a contradiction. But that's okay. I'm still going to say it anyways. I saw this video of Kevin Gates. And he's saying, and I've seen other people say this too, but women have fake everything head to toe. And let's be real, even inside. Because when you meet somebody, you meet their representative, you don't meet them. And a lot of women, I mean, just like men, fake it till you make it. So people pretend to be somebody that they want to be instead of showing you who they really are. But then the same women want a real man. You want a man whose hair is real. You want a man whose mustache and beard is real. You want the muscles to be real. You want the tattoos to be real. You want the zeros in the bank account to be real. You want that to actually be his car. You want that to actually be his clothes. You know, the things that women are allowed to do, men couldn't do. If you could get an injection that would make you look like what women want, women would probably say that that's a problem. They don't like, they want the real thing. It's funny because, you know, women get BBLs, but the reality is if men were doing the same thing, let's just say they had an injection that could make your dick bigger, but it also had the same results like BBLs, holes in it, you know, possibly go to the hospital, end up needing surgery, deformities, shapes all off. But it make you it make you think big. A lot of women would be like, no, I want the real thing. Where the men with the actual big ones. So it's all the same. It's all relative. Now, I agree with him when he said that. It made sense to me when he said that. Like, yeah, women want real men, but they don't present themselves as real women. I agree. But then he said, I work for this. I strive for this. You know, I had to go through some stuff to become this person that you attracted to. Adversity builds character. And that was the part that I was like, hmm, wait a minute. You're right. It definitely does. But it does bother me because, number one, I think too often when it comes to men, we encourage struggle. Because people are supposed to be proud that they struggled. I mean, really, though, like even our friends, family, you tell stories about the things that you went through, your trauma, your drama, your pain, your heartache, your obstacles, and you laugh about it and you compare notes with people. You know, like there's nothing inherently good or beneficial about being in the hood. But you get a badge of honor. You get a award for courage and, and your ability to overcome. Your ability to deal with stress. Because you lived in the hood instead of living in the suburbs. 
But there is nothing actually good about living in the hood. It ain't better water when you turn on your motherfucking sink. It ain't better air. It ain't better food. You don't go to the hood and be like, oh, man, you ever been to the McDonald's on this street? Way better than the McDonald's on the other side of town. There's, <laughs> there's nothing better about it. We know the schools and the hospitals aren't better. So why is it that we always encourage struggling, pain, hurt? And I actually think that what we've done is taught women to be attracted to that, encouraged it. And it makes sense because, I mean, we are number one animals and number two, our history and our experience. When we were, you know, out in the fields, when we were hunters and gatherers, it was beneficial to have a man that was built a certain way, that had a certain genetic. Tall, strong, perseverant, capable. That was actually something to desire. But now we're getting into a society that is a little bit more luxurious. And we're a little bit more concerned with our psychological situation, our psychological health. So what would be attractive then, I would think, would actually change because of the fact that we should be living more comfortable, more let more relaxed lives we should be okay to not be the chiseled man you know because that's really what it is we are telling men to physically mentally emotionally and financially hurt and break apart and rebuild yourself over and over again. But it, like I just said, the struggle is not something we should be proud of. I don't remember what book it was I read. But what was said was that this idea of struggling in adversity, making you better, the idea that... um the harder you work, the more successful you'll become is something that rich people created to make sure that the working man told himself to go to work, to work hard. Because the reality is that the only way for a person to actually make money off you is for you to bring more value in the time that you're there than what would actually be expected. You have to be more, you have to bring more product. You have to bring in more income. So if that can get you to work as hard as you possibly can and make you believe it, and of course, it's that same old mentality that they had during slavery. It's not a black, it's not a black thing. That's just the only time that they was really, you really, really saw it. You know, it's that, um, I forgot to study. But the monkey's in a cage trying to climb a ladder to get a banana. Every generation gets taught the same thing over and over again to the point 
that the powers that be no longer have to teach it. So, and I think we're slowly moving in that direction, you know, because you're starting to see more men caring about their hair, their appearance, their hygiene, cutting their fingernails and things like that. It's starting to become more of a thing. We are slowly moving away from the trend of what size you are being a big deal. You know, people don't make fun of people for being fat as much as they used to or being skinny as much. We've started changing the ideas of um, what's physically attractive when it comes to like celebrities, models, actors. But I just think we need to move away from that. The same way I said that men should not brag and boast and tell stories about their past unless they want their sons to be the same type of men you were growing up. Want to make all the same mistakes you did. Want to do all of the same dumb stuff you did because when you tell stories, they think it's cool. And that goes into that too. Just like I said, you're passing down the same information over and over again. You're telling them to struggle because they're going to think it's fun. You're telling stories about getting DUIs and DWIs and getting high and having sex with women. And you tell stories that have actually bad outcomes like they were fun, like it was something cool to do. And that's the same thing when it comes to actual struggles. We can't tell these struggle stories that way. We shouldn't be telling kids, boy or girl, but we definitely got to change it when it comes to boys because it's more motivated, it's more encouraged to tell boys. Don't tell them your struggle stories about how hard life was, but tell them as if they're funny stories, folk tales. Tell them so they know what to avoid. Tell them like they horror stories. And don't tell, you know, all your crazy, wild adventures. Like, if you was a hoe, you probably shouldn't tell your kids whole stories unless you want them to be hoes. You don't want them to be criminals? Don't tell them criminal stories that you did. Don't tell them even on some, like, you know, you tell the whole story. It sound all fun. You laughing and joking all between. But then you get to the end and go, but don't make the same mistakes I did. Well, it's too late now. Because they're going to do the same thing everybody else has done as children. Go out. Talk to their friends about these stories. Tell their friends these stories. So, I don't know. I, I like I liked what he said. It was just I felt like that was the part that just I just didn't really feel. I'm mean, like I get it, you know, because it's in, it's instilled into me too. I also feel the same way. I tell stories with people about the hardships you've gone through. You know, we all tell the 
Stories about punishments and whoopings from our parents. I was in a frat. We tell stories about the stuff we've done, good and bad, in our frat and what we've gone through. I've had a lot of struggles. I tell those stories. So I get it. I respect men when they tell me the things that they've gone through. You know, we let's be honest. When you see a man with a woman that you ain't expecting him to have, you know he went through something in his life. Either that or he had everything handed to him. And that's the other thing that's so confusing to me. Because we still live in a society where the people who had everything handed to them are the ones that are still getting women. So so that's that's the thing to me. That's the thing that goes through my mind. You got two different men. One man was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Everything handed to him. His parents had money. He got money. He got a job from somebody his parents knew that made a whole bunch of money. He ain't never had a hard day in his life. Every problem that ever came up, somebody fixed it. Or maybe he ain't never worked, period, because he got so much money. While the other guy started from the bottom, now we're here for real. Like, didn't know how they was going to get to college. Didn't know how they was going to do this. Didn't have this. This person died. That person died. This struggle. This slight that somebody did to them. Mama put your your name and social security card on all her bills. Then ain't pay none of them. So by the time you became an adult, you got bad credit. Can't even fix it. Just all kinds of bad stuff happened to them. But they find a way to become a better person to deal with that and to make themselves into someone successful and someone attractive. Why, if both of these guys are eligible bachelors that plenty of women want, would you want your kid to be the one who struggled? Why would you yourself want to be the one who struggled? Why would you want to encourage that? And I know because some people are going to be like, well, no, we don't. We don't encourage it. We don't want it for our kids. Yes, you do. You say stuff all the time. How many people won't move out of their own city because they got too much love and respect for their city, but their city is horrible? How many people won't move off their block? You know how many rich people I know that live in the hood, raise their kids there, send them to the same schools that they went to that was horrible when they was kids and still horrible, if not worse. How many people talk about how they're going to kick their kids out at 18? As (laughs) however prepared you are, when you turn 18... No matter if I did a good job or a bad job, no matter if I prepared you or not, no matter if your school told you anything, no matter if you even got a plan. When you turn 18, you out. Sounds to me like people want their kids to struggle. They looking forward to it. How many kids, How many people put their kids in sports on purpose? Not because it's going to build them into a better person mentally or emotionally. 
but simply because it's going to hurt, it's going to be hard, it's going to struggle, you're going to feel pain, you're going <laughs> to, you know, pontificate with your friends on all of this hurt that you're going through, but it's going to make you physically stronger, it's going to make you learn how to work at a team and show you that if you work hard enough, that eventually it'll pay off. All your pain, you'll be happy when you win the game. We teach people to struggle. Not in just our stories, but our beliefs and our actions. We love it. While there is somebody out there who ain't doing nothing. There's kids out there who in their 20s are millionaires. There's trust fund babies who ain't never played a sport, never played an instrument, never done no extracurriculars, period. There's people who are just lucky for for no good reason. You're like, how did they end up in this situation? They ain't do nothing to deserve it. So why would you pick the latter? You know? Because at the end of the day, women don't care. This woman does not care. The same woman who will say something like, I like a thug going good. I like when gangsters take their illegal money and go straight. I like hustlers. I like con men. I like scammers. She the same girl who will marry a dude who making far above six figures that has been going to yacht and country clubs their whole life. Because all of that is irrelevant. All of it. All your pain, your hurt, and your struggle that you didn't put on all this time don't mean nothing when it come down to it. Now, now, let's just say you had a valid reason that legitimate reason to you seems like why we need to do this. And like I said, I understand the struggle, so I ain't even going to argue with you. Let's just say that it's a good reason for it. Let's just say maybe even one day in the future, that became the norm. And being the luxury lifestyle wasn't the norm no more. Probably won't happen, but let's just say for, you know, for fun. The other thing that I thought of when Kevin Gay said this is, so if struggle and adversity and trying to become who you want to become with effort and time and money is actually building character what does that say about women who pay to be who they want to be who get handed everything who believe that their daddy was supposed to take care of them when they were children take care of them in their teens take care of them when they first moved out of the house and then they're supposed to go from his house to college and into some man's house who's supposed to be their husband who takes care of everything for them and they don't have to work or have to do anything. Because what I hear 
is if struggle builds character, all these women who haven't struggled and who don't want to, what's that say about their personality? And so then I go, so then that means that all men are contradicting themselves. All men are hypocrites. And it makes no logical sense. You want your son and all of the men surrounding you to go through hell so they can be better. But you want all the women around you not to. You you will actually pat someone on the back for all of the obstacles they've overcame but marry and date someone who hasn't I'm not talking about Kevin Gates I'm just saying people because the same guys who are out there struggling going through everything to become everything they want to be to be the top tier man will date a woman who ain't got nothing who ain't done nothing who ain't struggled? How how much sense does it make to be in your 30s and 40s? Body you want, house you want, car you want, job you want, making the money you want. You know, got everything right. You have literally become the man you've always envisioned yourself to be in your head. And then you date a girl who's 19. Ain't struggled at all. Just got out of just got out of high school. Moved out of her parents' house five seconds ago. But yet, every day, somebody doing it. Why are BBLs and fake breasts and body augmentations and, you know, all of this different stuff? Why is it even popular then? If we really out here saying that the struggle is real, that that's what you're supposed to do is go through something. is to work for what you got. Well, then all of these women who ain't work for it shouldn't even be attractive. Right? Nope. The gym should be the best place to meet a girl to date. That should be Hookup Central. Instead, Hookup Central is the club, the bar, the strip club, the party. The gym should be the best place. College campuses should be the best place. More people meet at college kickbacks than they do in class. In the hallways. Walking around campus. Extracurricular clubs. Organizations. Sporting events should be the best place to meet somebody. The library, the coffee shop should be the best place to meet somebody. And yet, the place where most people meet, clubs, parties, kickbacks, social media. So the ultimate question then becomes, as I said, when I first started this, who's the hypocrite? Because somebody contradicting themselves.